Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachoven. Our picks of density, neither one were very good uh, last week uh, in the NFL. I picked the Bills to beat the Panthers, uh, and they did cover. The Cowboys covered over the Giants, had Washington. I lost that. I took Washington over the Eagles. That was a nine and a half point spread uh, in favor of the Eagles. Had the Titans and the Steelers at even, so I guess. Uh, the Steelers winning it makes that a winner for you and not me. I, but ultimately, I went four and four this week. You went, I believe, no, I went uh, four and six. Four and six this week. You went five and five. Yes, I'm slowly so hacking away at your big lead. That's right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, yeah. We're, I've still got a comfy lead. Yeah, you got an eight-game lead on me. Uh, but we'll keep going throughout the bowl season and uh, see how that turns out. Our picks of density. We'll do them tomorrow, uh, heading into the weekend, because we will not be here on Friday. He was not here yesterday, so we brought him in today. Uh, he thought he was going to get off easy with us. Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. Hi, Brian. How are you? I know I got off easy yesterday. That that uh, that auto manager didn't get off too easy with me yesterday, so I apologize for missing. I'm so happy to talk to you guys about things today because there's still so many things that are up in the air even after signing day. That's for sure. Uh, one of them is uh, quarterback, and I think that's according to our listeners and you know things that we hear on a daily basis. That's what most people most want to hear about is who's going to be the next quarterback at the University of Nebraska. We know it's not Adrian Martinez. We know it's not Keaton Slovich, uh, who has picked Pitt. Do you think he was Nebraska's top target? I do. I think that Slovis was the – it seems, you know, it's obviously it's moved a little bit. I think Slovis was the guy that followed – and I'm going to draw a blank on this one, but the Fresno State guy I think was mm-hmm. actually the number one yeah. choice. Yeah. And then I think that Miles Brennan was, you know, a close second. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I just don't know which way this is thing, this thing's going to go now. It, it seems to have all these, all these flavors and, and all these possibilities. And, and look, the picture is going to consistently change. And that's probably what's the most difficult for the Nebraska fans to like accept. They they want to take a snapshot in time and think that like there's some signing day coming down to where then all of a sudden nothing you know nothing else is going to happen like this is this is the way things are going to be the bottom line is I could see a, a few more names continue to trickle out as the bowl game season kind of goes on and classes don't really start at, in Nebraska until what January 18th. Um, so you, you've got you've got time, and I think there's even some time that's even kind of like after that that they accept like new, you know, mid-year transfers to go ahead and enroll. So I, I think you've got you've got like to like a January 18th or the weekend before kind of a deadline. 
Um, you've got maybe some more time in between from there in the new year where, where some other, you know, some visits could take place. I, I think that there is a short list. I think that, you know, you're talking about uh, if it's Chuba or Chuba Purdy from Florida State, uh, Casey Thompson from Texas, uh, Zach Calzada from Texas A&M. I really think that those are probably towards the top of the list. I don't know necessarily what the top, what the order is there, but I think that as of right now, I think that those are the guys, but I, you know, I think Nebraska's kind of missing out. I, 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 I do like Kim Ward out of incarnate word a lot. I know he's an FCS guy. I know he's got a little bit of a funky release. He was so good with ball management. He had such a, a small number of interceptions, which I think Nebraska fans can appreciate. Um, and he's and he's productive and he knows how to win. So um, I I I don't know if Cam Ward's going to get a real good look here with those other guys in front of him, but that would have been one of my guys. I think that Nebraska should have should have or maybe could still pick up an interest in. And it seems to be the the, the one recurring theme of, of all their their interests for the most part seems to be a pocket style quarterback. Um, do you think, regardless of what's out there, that's what they're going to go after, or is it just that they're evaluating arm first? But it's just it's. I mean, a lot of these guys just barely, you know, if they get over to into the positive in rushing yards, they're just not much of running threats. Yeah, I, I think it's arm first. I think that it's arm first. I think it's how they manage the game. Um, I think it's, I think it, there's a big part though is arm talent. And look, <clears throat> you know, there's a huge difference. If you put side by side Richard Torres and Heinrich Harburg there together, you know, Heinrich's been in the system now for, you know, a, a year. He's going to look a little, dip, little different than Torres will because of, because of that time. But typically, like on paper, you're going to see a similar height, a similar weight. But then athleticism gets different, and and Harburg does things a little bit differently. But they both have got really strong arms, and and Torres has got some got some really great arm talent. And Torres isn't completely immobile and, and unable to to tuck it and run it. He's just he's not a four five guy. He's not even a four seven guy, as I would kind of uh, you know guess that he was when I went out there and saw him in September. But what was what was very very clear to me about Torres. He has a special, special arm. He has an ability to really spin the football. So I think it's going to start there. I think if you can add in some mobility and an ability to, you know, to kind of tuck it and run it in occasion, that's great. I watched the Kent State Wyoming game yesterday. I was impressed with both of the quarterbacks play, mainly because I thought Wilson from Wyoming, although he had kind of this heyday running wild, you know, on the Kent State defense. Um, I thought he still spun the ball really well, and I liked what the other quarterback, Crum, I liked how he really managed the game as well. Those were those were a couple of, of offenses that were kind of fun to watch a little bit and see how they were kind of doing things. Um, and UTSA last night, I would say the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that arm talent is going to come first when it comes to the quarterback that they're going to try to bring in from the portal. Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. Uh, we've heard Scott Frost say that they'll probably add a guy from the portal. Not definitely, but we think they will. Do you think part of it is not getting a quarterback yet, uh, is just being patient because they know more guys are going to appear in the portal? Absolutely. And and, and I think that that's the part that's so maddening, you know, to so many folks who are like, oh, well, we just missed out on Miles Brennan. We just missed out on this guy and that guy. Man, there's going to be more dudes that are going to pop up over the, t- the next two weeks, the next, you know, potentially even as many as three weeks. So I, 
I don't, you just can't you can't go back to the fan base and tell the fan base to be patient because the only thing that they know of is that moment in time right there in, in all the information up to that point. And the only thing it will tell them is that Nebraska has missed out on all these other opportunities, not that Nebraska is waiting on the right one and that Nebraska knows that there are another guy, or other guys that are coming down the pike. They just know that what Nebraska has missed out on. That's the part there. It's still even it's still even difficult for me to kind of grasp that and understand that philosophy because of you know typically marching towards a signing day versus just getting a guy in the boat and that that time can can happen you know at any point in time and and that guy doesn't even have to be out there and available to anybody until he decides that he wants to be. And that's still going to happen at some point, maybe over the next three weeks, and maybe it won't. And that's that's a pretty difficult process to kind of to kind of have to work work within. And that's the part I think the Nebraska fans are struggling with as well. Well, and I, I think part of it is that, that, that I mean, this is this all is all got to turn around pretty quickly, uh, and they kind of got to build their offense from whoever gonna, they're going to get, and they have you know less than nine months to do that. Do you think that the the, the names that will be added have we seen the? I, I think maybe a part of the fear is that we've seen the best of those names, you know, the, the Quinn Ewers, the, the Spencer Rattlers move on. Um, because I don't know, you know, I, I do expect some names to drop, but do you expect these names to be um, kind of big time names or just maybe some smaller schools that, you know, are kind of uh, looking to move up in competition, a quarterback from a, you know, I don't know, a UTEP or something. Well, I mean, if you, <clears throat> if we were all paying attention to like what ESPN scorecard was for the, the conferences and their bowl record, uh, we would all understand that the Power Five conferences have barely played a bowl game yet. So my my thought process is there is that you will see some of these smaller schools potentially enter into the fray. Maybe a another FCS guy or two, or or maybe some lower uh, some lower uh, non Power Five conference. I think you're going to find some guys that are just buried someplace on a, on a Power Five team that are that are sitting there, and you know they 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 just picked up a big time recruit or they're they're, they're going to be stuck behind a guy for now the second year going on the third year, and they need to get out and they want to go ahead and do something different. And NIL is going to play into that some way somehow too, as well as just the opportunity to go ahead and play ball. So I I think that <clears throat> I think for the the idea is is that there will be some smaller guys, but I think that the next idea is you're going to find some guys that are that are that are like the the Max Johnsons and the Miles Brennans that that are that are with a power five school in a better conference. And they have just been kind of waiting on an opportunity and they, and they, and the picture needs to kind of crystallize a little bit. And once it does, they'll, they'll have their exit interviews and they'll figure out that they need to go ahead and do something. And that's going to happen in you know, over the next couple, three weeks. Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. We think that Tony Tuioti could be moving on. He's been mm-hmm. apparently offered the gig at Oregon as the defensive line coach. Uh, he's known as a good coach and a good recruiter. Which uh, part of that will Nebraska miss miss most, uh, recruiter mm. or coach, in your mind? I mean, I mean, it's it's equal parts. Um, I mean, not to mention that you know he has one son in the portal and another son that's had an offer now for over a year at, at, at Lincoln Southeast as an outside linebacker. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough one because I, I think it's very clear that Nebraska's defensive line has trended up in their play since he's gotten there. Um, I think he's started to open up the world to 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. To some connections, I think that Nebraska fans, you know, probably didn't think that we would ever see open up again. Opened up a connection back to Hawaii, has opened up multiple prospects into Utah. Although, you know, really none of those except like uh, Jagger, which who's not even on the team anymore. But I mean, the polys that are there in that are in Utah, the polys that are on the the West Coast in general, um, you know, uh, it's. When you when you lose that connection to the university, I mean, the, as the saying goes, you know, polys tend to go where polys are. Uh, Roy Helu kind of bucked that trend, and you will find other players that will buck that trend. But that 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 typically that saying it stay it, it, it typically runs pretty true. And, and and I think that Nebraska will have will have that get that difficulty back of going out there and, and, and staying relevant, you know, in the eyes of basically those Polynesian players, the, the, the ones that he has, you know, those, the similar uh, backgrounds, similar cultural styles. So that's a, uh, that's tough. That's a real tough thing. But, you know, as a coach, it's clear that he's elevated those guys that are on campus, man. I mean, the play has just, it's, it's gotten better and they've turned out some, some talent They've got they've got some talent talent still there that are that's backing them up, and uh, you know, but it, uh, it's it's a it's equal parts. It's a fifty fifty deal. They they lose some relevance recruiting the football recruiting uh, future players, and then they are going to have to find a guy that can has that that still that same kind of touch when it comes to developing guys that are that are currently there in Lincoln. Uh, and we've seen just over the last half an hour, Texas A&M has had to withdraw from the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl uh, against Wake Forest uh, due to COVID-19 issues. And obviously the, the joke on Twitter is if Nebraska will go take that or not. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the, the bigger question, though, there is is who would be kind of available, even if you are a 6-6 six and six or 5-17 and 17 that didn't quite make it. Um, that bowl is next Friday. And, it, I mean, just kind of the timeline of college football now, anybody who's not in a bowl has moved on, got to the transfer portal, switching coaches. I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to want to just play you know want to jump into that game unless you know another bowl game is canceled and they take the you know the other half that's that doesn't have the problems look my my son just got done working out today with a number of d1 guys that their their teams didn't make uh bowl games they're all home for the holidays they've all yeah they've all gone through their exit interviews they've all got their little workout conditioning plans they've all been told to be back on january 3rd because winter workouts start then it'd be virtually impossible I think to find a substitute at this point to where you could pull something together so quickly because, you know, some of these D one programs, uh, you know, these guys don't go, don't live in the same States or their parents will live in the same States or where they go to school and uh, getting, the, getting all those guys back together very quickly and, and having to do it during the holidays. I think it's even going to be, you know, some resistance from them to say, Hey, look, our, our bowl season or our regular season was crummy. Couldn't imagine, you know, having to go ahead and pull together to play against, you know, whomever, but we can't do it in five days' time. We couldn't have done it in five weeks' time. 
And I think it's just that's a that's a difficult ask, I think, for any of these guys right now to, to have to find anybody that can take the place of Texas A&M. Yeah, it's not like this is the NFL and you could just go to your practice squad or the NBA could go to the G League. Uh, these guys, as you mentioned, are all home uh, for the holidays. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense that you would be able to fill it unless it, things just fall into place somehow, some way. Uh, the final spot, now it looks like two final spots. You're going to need a defensive line coach. You're going to need probably a special teams coordinator for Nebraska. Do you think that's the way they go, or do they go with a running backs special teams coordinator? How do they, they end up this staff? It, that's, and that's a challenge, right? I, I, I think that there's a kind of a growing idea that maybe you know Coach Beckton can take over the running backs and remain over the tight ends. And, and there is a kind of a synergy there that when you think about it in terms of offensive personnel – and how they go out and they and they do different sets, you know, you know, whether they're talking about ten personnel or eleven personnel or twenty-one or whatever. It, it, typically, it's t- talking about counting the number of tight ends, t- counting the number t- of running backs. So um, there is that possibility where you you could you could potentially entertain the idea of having a coach, you know, bring those two rooms together. Um, I, I I think special teams coordinator is still something that Nebraska is evaluating, but. Uh, you know, if you if you have a loss on the defensive side of the football, um, you, you have another possibility. You have another possibility of doing something that that does some sort of a a defensive line, you know, uh, special teams coordinator kind of tag. Uh, can you figure out another way potentially to to whether you you work down and say you know you only want one linebackers coach and then you're going to put the other coach over defensive line. There is some jockeying that can that can still happen here, but I think that obviously you're still looking for the role. You're still looking for the role of running back tag needs to be applied to something, and or someone. And and if you're going to add a special teams coordinator, is that a guy that's coming into the system currently, or is that another guy that's already here? And then obviously the guy who walks out, what tag does he give out, give up? And how do we, you know, we have another spot, then is that a, a person we could talk about applying uh, not just a tag of which we're backfilling, but then also putting a special teams coordinator tag on top of it. Yeah. So it's, it, and, and I think the other emphasis here that we haven't even talked about, we, you, Nebraska has to continue to, to keep trying to become better recruiters. I think we've seen what Mickey Joseph can do in a very short amount of, amount of time. Yeah. Um, I think Nebraska needs to keep that in mind to where, you know, they might be more relevant in the boot right now, but you might want to get more relevant in Texas. You might want to get yeah. more relevant in the footprint from Colorado through Missouri. Is there somebody out there that has those kind of t- ties that, that could help you out, you know, in doing that stuff, maybe more relevant in Arizona or even a yeah. California, California might be getting a little bit more difficult with Lincoln Riley out there in LA now. So I think you need to look at the landscape and figure out where are some spots that you could you could pick you know your battles a little bit a little bit and cherry pick. So um, I think recruiting is still a big part of of what's going to happen with this next hire. Yeah, I agree. I mean, get somebody like Mickey Joseph who you're paying six hundred thousand dollars a year because you need talent. Uh, and maybe a guy that could recruit the radius. You, you mentioned Missouri. Nebraska needs to yep. be more aggressive and better in the radius and then uh, dip into Texas a little more. Good stuff. Uh, thanks, Brian, as always. We'll talk to you uh, hopefully next week. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. Be safe. Guys. That's right. Merry Christmas. Uh, Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. I, I think it's a fascinating kind of developing story 
and you mentioned it, you asked Brian the question, can they get another team to replace Texas A&M? The Gator Bowl is looking for that team. The team that I feel bad for is Wake Forest. You finally do well, right? You finally have that season that you can maybe remember uh, and maybe knock off a team like Texas A&M, the team that beat Alabama. <laughs> and you're yeah, not going to play the SEC, yeah. yeah, and you're not going to play in a bowl game. Well, um, and they, maybe it, it looks like they need someone to drop out because, like, you know, like we were just talking about, um, you know, the, everybody's gone home. They, I guess, they already reached out to Rutgers, and Rutgers doesn't want to do it. Um, there's just no team together. So, and then the, only a team that were three and nine that lost more close games in the history of college football than anybody else. The best <laughs> what they need to fill that vacancy is the best worst team in the history of college football. I'd be for it. I just don't I think Nebraska's moved on to 2022 uh, and they played, you know, nine games of the season. So, I don't know if they're looking for this, but it is interesting because um neither team Wake Forest Texas A&M obviously not. If they don't play the game, they don't get the 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 bowl payout. The bowl payout's 5 uh, five point three five million dollars. Uh, so that's what they could be missing out on, and that's who whoever slides into that position could get. Um, so maybe it's worth uh, Nebraska, uh, yeah, maybe just getting all the, the even the walk-ons or whoever is still uh, around Lincoln uh, to try to to get in there and, and get that done. I don't know if Nebraska wants to risk dropping to three and ten though. Um, uh, <laughs> that's right. You know, that's you pretty rough. You know, just get to four though. You got to get to. Should we take a call before we get to break? Let's take, take a quick call. Four six four five six eight five hundred Lincoln Hotline. Hi, Tom. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, you know, Munson's talking about getting the recruiting from these other states. Bottom line is, man, we got to keep on getting the greatest players out of our own state. That mm-hmm. Ducker kid the other night that ran for 200, he led the entire conference. He's from Bellevue West. They got like four other kids from Bellevue West that are going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Get our own kids. Um, you know, we're always losing kids from Omaha that play at, at Iowa or wherever else. Uh, you know, you don't really need to get the great kids from Texas and Florida. We got great players right here in our own state. Keep yeah. them here. Yep. Uh, good call, Tom. Yeah. Uh, the Caden Helms thing to Oklahoma really hurts. But what if you're him, uh, even with a coaching change, of course you're going to Oklahoma right now. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska has not done well in Omaha in this recruiting cycle. Now, up until then, they have done pretty well. Uh, but you eventually got to win. I mean, let's face it. If Nebraska starts winning, they'll start to turn the tide in recruiting as well. Yeah, I mean it just it is what it is, and I and I hate to say, it, but you kind of think if if you had a son and he had a lot of D one offers, and Nebraska was one of them, it's just not the most stable environment, yeah. or you know, with the best prospects right now, um, to to get your son to the next level. I mean, if you have a lot of those other higher major offers, but I I agree with Tom, you yeah. got to keep some of those guys yeah. in state, but you definitely, as always, are going to have to recruit nationally at Nebraska and throughout the Midwest. Um, so it's always a challenge of recruiting at at, at Nebraska, and um, you know, hopefully this staff can you can get those recruiters in in position uh to get it done and so far i mean we've seen uh you know at least a few additions from yeah. the wide receiver room so yeah. you, you know at least maybe yeah. if you lose a recruiter you're at least gaining a recruiter on the other side of the ball four six four five six eight five call right now the honda lincoln hotline for your chance to win fifteen dollars to buffalo wings and rings it's wednesday so it's what's the hook wednesday i've been reading songs rock and roll songs with a country accent i'm not sure why uh but it's taken off. It's our most popular segment. No, not really. Uh, but I'm going to continue <laughs> to do it and beat the drum. So I read a rock and roll song, the lyrics, and with a country accent, and you guess the name of the song. 
Uh, and then you went $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. We'll do it coming up next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.